Hi, I'm Tony Salome, the host of America's Got Issues and more. I'm here talking about the amazing deals in my new business, Medman, low-key, underground, don't tell anyone, dispensary. You don't need a medical card to come to Medman's dispensary. Show us your ID, student ID, stolen ID, fake ID, monopoly money, I don't give a damn. Just come on in and give us your money. We'll give you some pretty decent, kind of dry weed. It's been handled by too many hands to count before getting to us. Why does that make a difference? Well, sometimes you get a little special surprise when you smoke this bud. A surprise in the form of PCP that you didn't ask to be on. Now you're running around Brooklyn with your dingling out, singing God Bless America. You're welcome. We've got your favorite strains like Grape Juice, Fruit Loops, Mind Destroyer, Parkinson's, and my personal favorite, Loose Butthole. So what are you waiting for? You're not doing anything else, so come on down to Medman. Not Medman, fuck that place. And bring your friends too. Unless the cops, please don't bring them. I don't want to be on live PD again. Medman, low-key, underground, don't tell anyone dispensary. We have weed, and sometimes it's decent. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. The show where an angry millennial gets more and more angry because of the latest news. What is up, everybody? I'm that guy, Alex Mador. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's so cool. Holy moly. Definitely a real audience, not... A not a soundboard that I loaded with different applause sounds. Um, all right, so yeah, my name is Alex Mador. Um, I want to say thank you for being here. I took Thursday off, so I'm sorry if you were looking forward to an episode, but I I was um I'm still having internet problems. Uh, maybe it's resolved now. Like I've been trying to get the stream to work, and there's been non-stop packet loss and the technician has come over twice to try to fix it um it's like it's okay like i streamed last night and you know it was just this whole journey i talked about on monday how it was driving me crazy the packet loss was horrible they finally admitted that they were seeing signal problems on their end and i i need this shit to work i'm so fucking close to becoming a Twitch affiliate. I even bought a $50 Ethernet cable. And that helped with the internet speeds. Like, oh, it's it's fast. But the stability wasn't great. I've tried everything from my end. It's ruining my mental state. I've been angry. Like, I had multiple mental breakdowns. <laughs> over, the, over the maddening troubleshooting. That I've been doing for weeks now. Without, like, like everything from my end is great. It's whatever they've got going on. <clears throat> and the internet provider, they, they haven't been that helpful. They would call me every day, like, after I set up the technician to come, like, after I scheduled that, they would call me to tell me they don't see a problem. And it's the same woman every time, the night before the technician comes, just trying to tell me they don't see anything wrong. Trying to, like, cancel the appointment. And... Like, I'm, what, meanwhile, I'm experiencing the problem in real time. I'm on the stream watching the frame rate just drop and watching the stream just freeze for, like, minutes on end. Dude, Optimum Internet is the worst. This is the worst experience I've ever had with an internet provider. It's worse than Spectrum Internet. I had that in two, two of my homes that I lived in. I, not at the same time, but, like, in my first and second apartment. Um... But, like, at least the wired internet connection was stable enough for streaming when we had Spectrum Internet. It was great. 
So they're driving me crazy. This is partially why I wasn't podcasting on Thursday. The Monday episode also took triple the amount of time it usually takes to upload to the RSS feed. So the internet fucking sucks, man. Like, this needs to change. We we need to... Like, we pay for 400 megabit per second internet, and it's dropping packets like guinea pig poops. So I'm just hoping it gets better. And I don't want them to like charge me, try to charge me more money. I can't I can't do that. They just need to fix this shit before I lose my shit even more. Like what what is the problem? If they truly aren't throttling internet speeds, then there's something hardware related going on here that needs to be worked on. And yesterday they came and they said like we like they came they fixed something up in the poles. I'm like, okay, like did they actually? I hope I hope they like really did. But like, hey, it does work a little better. Like I can stream 720p, 48 FPS, which like is kind of not that great now that I think about it on a wired connection too. It's like what, what's going on here? Ah, jeez, but like, you aren't you aren't here to listen to me complain about the internet. You're here for the news. Uh, so we got to talk about that. So, um, COVID-19, you know, that thing, well, it's still pretty bad. And now the CDC, uh, and the U.S. government is suggesting that everyone buy N95 respirators and use those as opposed to using regular cloth masks. I've been using N95 masks for a while now, but the issue with that is now there's an increase in demand for these respirators, so prices on them are rising, skyrocketing, as well as the prices of COVID tests. Just another example of corporations profiting from our suffering and our fear. N95 masks should be affordable. And in my opinion, the government should be giving them out instead of telling people they're shit out of luck and need to fend for themselves and buy them themselves. We give enough taxes to the government. They should be able to give us N95 masks, which are worth like less than a dollar per mask. Back when Trump was president, the government confiscated all of the N95 masks and held onto them while people like you and me couldn't get our hands on them. We had to go, we had to get them imported from China and the government would seize those. And then they hoarded the N95 masks. And wouldn't even give them to frontline workers like they said they were going to do. Like, the, the doctors and nurses were begging for PPE from the government. And they just had it stockpiled. Like, states were begging to just give those masks to the people who needed them. So, the Biden, if the Biden administration wants to pretend that, they're, that it's impossible to give everyone the masks that they're hoarding... Call their bluff, because they have all of the masks. They could easily give out masks to all Americans to ensure their safety and health, and, and, and that would encourage them to actually wear the masks, because they don't have to like spend their own money on it. When you tell people to wear N95s, you aren't factoring in the fact that those people have to go out and hunt them down, hunt down N95s, buy them with their own money, and in a lot of cases, they don't have the money to pay for price-gouged respirators. Maybe if Joe Biden didn't prematurely cut unemployment benefits during a pandemic that is still ongoing, then people would more easily be able to afford getting these masks themselves. But of course, the government wants you to Give more of your money to corporations like 3M instead of doing the right thing and providing PPE to all Americans. I'm lucky enough to have stockpiled up on N95s prior to the CDC and government suggestions. I was doing that back in Delta. Uh, I got them for, you know, a not price gouged price, but still, if we're in a global pandemic where the government is forcing people to go back to work like nothing is wrong, They should at least provide people with the protection 
that would keep them safe when they're being forced to go back to work in person for the economy. The Biden administration wants you to make the economy work for them, but doesn't want to work for you like they're supposed to do, like you voted them in power to do. It really pisses me off that they're like, we're N95s. We have all the N95s, but get your own for triple the normal price. You don't, oh, you don't have the money to afford the masks? Oh, shit, man, that's too bad. Get fucked, I guess. That's what the government is telling people with all of this. They do everything to help the rich people while fucking over everyone else in the process. It's not right, and it needs to stop. To make matters even worse, we're talking about tone-deaf Democrats. They're considering having Hillary Clinton run for president again in 2024 for like the 20,000th time. Like, why? She lost. She lost every time. Stop beating this dead horse. If the Democratic Party actually ends up promoting Hillary Clinton, pushing her as the next presidential nominee, I'm actually going to register as an independent. It just shows that they don't listen to the people who voted them into power. People want younger candidates who care about the social issues that they care about. Hillary Clinton is as fake of a politician as can be. And she's also a war criminal imperialist. So we don't, we don't want that. Nobody fucking wants that on both sides. Nobody wants Hillary Clinton. It's pretty evident after the numerous times that she's lost, that she has nothing to offer. She was so bad, she lost to Donald Trump of all people. We thought we had that election in the bag and got humiliated because people actually thought Hillary Clinton was a good idea. Stop trying to force terrible candidates on people if you actually want them to go out and vote. If Hillary is the nominee, I'm not voting. Try something new. Stop rotating the same five idiots. Get someone who actually appeals to progressives And maybe you'll notice people like me not hating on Democrats as much as uh, we currently are. Anyways, should probably shit on conservatives since the Democratic listeners are probably getting worried that I'm becoming a conservative. And I'm not. I hate all politicians. And I feel really lied to by the Democrats uh, the past couple, you know, the past year. Um, So... Time to roast some conservatives here. So, Joe Rogan has been in the news a lot for a lot of reasons. Uh, 270 medical professionals have written an open letter to Spotify calling him a menace to public health. And Joe's always been a menace to public health even before COVID. Look at, look at his body. He's got bubble gut from all the steroids. That's an actual thing. Look it up. It, it literally looks like like his stomach is boiling or something. And he promotes alpha brain supplements, which aren't actually good for you or proven to be safe at all. He's been on a nonstop journey of making himself out to be a stubborn conservative idiot. And every day, every day, he drifts further and further from being a decent human being. And I know this has been said over and over again, and these 270 doctors are saying it, but he's actually endangering his listeners by making them think vaccines are unnecessary and harmful, which are baseless claims backed by no actual evidence. And he's been anti-mask since the beginning of the pandemic, calling people who wear masks pussies for doing the right thing. Joe Rogan listeners would jump off a bridge if Joe Rogan said that was the way to be more manly. Joe Rogan listeners would hear Joe give some shitty advice on how to fight a bear, take that shitty knowledge into the woods, and get ripped apart by a black bear because they thought Joe Rogan was a professional at anything other than being a mediocre comedian who dropped out of college because he didn't see a point in it. Too stupid to see the point of college. How can he be smart enough to know how a vaccine works or how epidemiology works in general? The 270 doctors are concerned that Spotify is defending Joe's baseless, non-scientific claims and wants them to do something about the misinformation, like at least putting a disclaimer before these vaccine misinformation episodes. 
But Spotify, one of the biggest platforms for podcasts, refuses to do anything to combat vaccine misinformation on their platform during a deadly pandemic, soon to be an endemic. The doctors aren't even asking for those episodes to be taken down. They just want those baseless claims to be fact-checked like they should be since we're already trying to get people to vaccinate and it's already been like it's been difficult enough to do that with all the conspiracy theories out there and Joe Rogan fans are some of the most toxic people who get their education from Joe Rogan instead of professionals I would show the clips in question but YouTube took them down which I guess is a good thing but I still want to watch the clips somehow I hope but I I don't know like I hope Spotify decides to do something about this if not they're partially to blame for spread of vaccine misinformation. And Rogan just posted this meme to Facebook yesterday. Facebook, of all places, the most old people place to post conservative memes. The meme is uh, three half-full glasses of water, and they're labeled optimist, pessimist, and leftist. Ha ha ha, this is gonna, ha ha, this is gonna be so funny. The optimist glass says, Glass is half full. The pessimist says glass is half empty. And the leftist one is labeled water is racist. That's the stupidest fucking meme. And I can't believe all he's become is a dude who tries to trigger the libs. Or the left. I I don't think he even knows what a leftist is. And to be honest, things involving water as um, as a resource can be racist. There's a quality of living, there's quality of living issues that stem from environmental racism and housing discrimination. In, in Flint, Michigan, most of the people affected by the lead and the drinking water are black. The reason they're housed in those areas, forced to live in that area, and white people aren't, stems from deep systemic issues that prevent black people from thriving the way that white people can easily do because they were handed most things. In areas of New York City, like in the Bronx, people of color have been priced out of Manhattan, have to live in the outer boroughs where there is lead in the water, and the government refuses to do anything about it. There's so many disabled children born in the Bronx, and a lot of that has to do with quality of living and the fact that the lead pipes haven't been fucking fixed like they have been in Manhattan for forever, for like decades probably, where all the white people live because, like, gentrification displaced everyone else. Now, Rogan could just scoff at these valid points I'm bringing up, and all that would just prove to me is that he has no understanding of what systemic racism or housing discrimination is and has no intentions of trying to understand the concept as a white conservative man who thinks college is stupid and doesn't need to know about these issues because they don't directly affect him. Stop acting like you're at all educated in these issues that you complain about as a method of triggering the left who have been critical of your stupidity in the past for good reason. At least when Ben Shapiro does the whole triggering the left thing, he does it with a college education under his belt. Joe's an actual fucking idiot. He admitted it himself, so he should probably not be talking about the things he knows nothing about, hiding behind the I'm just an idiot excuse. We have too many armchair epidemiologists out here because of the because of the internet and COVID, so Spotify, do the right fucking thing. Stop letting this shit happen without addressing it in any way. It's reckless and dangerous. Anyways, speaking of conservative, reckless, and dangerous, the right-wingers are still complaining over at Fox News. Our favorite guy, Ted Cruz, was on there four days ago, and I would have talked about it on Thursday, but I was dealing with the internet issues. We can look at it now, though. He was on Hannity. Nice. Good for you, Ted. Himself, Senator, what an exchange that was. Um, Okay, so the FBI, this is the executive assistant director, uh, says, I can't answer that. We can't reveal sources and methods. Um, that doesn't prohibit, though, the FBI senator. Wait, so what is this called? Senator Cruz on Hannity. 
Under Biden, we have an incredibly partisan GOJ. Okay. I have no testicles. From my mind, that they could have said the FBI did nothing illegal. The FBI did nothing unethical. The FBI would never encourage uh, any type of violence or participate in such. That would be a broad sweeping generalization without giving out any sources, any methods or any evidence whatsoever. Why couldn't there be a blanket denial that that's not who we are, that's not the way we act? Well, there should have been. And, and if they were doing their jobs, that was what they would have said. Uh, but unfortunately, under Joe Biden, we have oh, seen an incredibly go. partisan Department of Justice. Uh, and, and, and what about the last guy? What happened with the last guy? I'm pretty sure that was a pretty fucking partisan DOJ there, dude. Like, you guys had control of everything. There was so much sketchy shit that happened under Trump. I, I could find you a list right now. I gave somebody a list one time, and he just came at me with, like, petty personal attacks. I was like, okay, I won. I won. I won. Wait, what's this? Tucker, here comes Hillary. Yeah, they're going to have a fucking field day with this. Okay, wait, let's go back to this. And both the Department of Justice and the FBI have an arrogance that they are not accountable to anyone, that they can, they can stonewall. And so it should be very easy for the FBI to say, no, no federal agents participated in violent crimes. No, no federal agents actively incited, encouraged others to commit violent crimes. If they were doing their jobs, those would be very easy questions to answer. They refuse to answer those, and, and there's an element of arrogance. But, but we gotta watch this in, in, in light of the last five years, where we know that the Department of Justice and the FBI was was deeply politicized, that it went after Donald Trump with all of its might. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, they did. But they didn't find shit. Isn't that what happened? Like they, like they, they, they looked. Now I forgot. I forgot. I was like, oh, they were, they were probably defended him. No, they were just bad at finding anything. They, they were. If, if they really looked, they were just terrible at, at looking. So, okay. So there's that. Let's let him talk. Right down to an assistant general counsel at the FBI fabricating a counterfeit document that was submitted to a federal court to try to target and take out President Trump. And given that history of, of deep, deep politicization that, that has undermined the integrity of these noble institutions, I think both the FBI and the Department of Justice have an obligation to be candid and, and, and to come clean. And, and in that same hearing, I asked that, that FBI official, I asked her about one individual in particular, Ray Epps. There have been a lot of videos online of Ray Epps. Ray Epps was there on January 5th, on January 6th. There are videos of him urging the crowd, saying we should go to the Capitol, but not just go to the Capitol, we must go in the Capitol. In other words, urging them to break the law. And he keeps saying, in the Capitol, in the Capitol. And the entire crowd starts chanting, fed, 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 fed. It, it, it's, it's a very puzzling and disturbing video. The next day on January 6th, there's video of him talking to one of the people at that rally, whispering in his ear, and literally five seconds later, that person is pushing barricades down. The, the natural inference be, being that this individual urged him to break the law. And, and so I asked the FBI, is, is Mr. Epps an agent of the FBI? Is he an informant of the FBI? And she stonewalled refused to answer. We know the FBI put wait, wait, wait. Let's look this up. I'm looking up Ray Epps because I've heard that, um, I've heard that name. I'm on Snopes, which people say, oh, Snopes, you think that's, you think that's legitimate? Oh, that's a, you, you are, you are sucked into the media. <laughs> okay, well, suck my dick. Who is Ray Epps? The conspiratorial claim that the attack on the U.S. Capitol was a false flag conducted by federal agents hinges largely on the identity of one man. Let's see. Uh, January 5th, uh, day before the attack, uh, a, a man was filmed encouraging people to go peacefully into the Capitol the following day. The video didn't make much noise at the time, but the ensuing weeks, this person, who many identified as Ray Epps, became a central figure in a conspiracy theory. 
claiming that federal agents had provoked the attack in the Capitol, which prompted readers to search for information about him on Snopes. Okay, so who is Ray Epps? Epps is the owner of the Naughty Barn, a wedding and event venue in Queen Creek, Arizona. According to the Daily Mail, the 60-year-old man is also a retired U.S. Marine. So he's a good old patriot. He's a good old patriot. What are you talking about? He's a fed. Epps is also a Trump supporter and appears to have long-running ties to the Oath Keepers, a far-right anti-government militia that formed shortly after the election of former President Barack Obama in 2008. I wonder why. Epps was listed as the president of the Arizona chapter of the Oath Keepers. So, Epps told Arizona Central he did indeed travel to Washington for the Stop the Steal rally. number of photos and videos appear to capture him in the area. night before the attempted coup, a uh, video shows Epps telling a crowd to go into the Capitol. So he seems like crazy. I'll, I'm going to put it out there. I'll probably go to jail for it. Tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol, peacefully, peacefully. We are freedom. We are peaceful. That's what it's about. It's not about hurting people. No, he's just a crazy Trump supporter. There's no evidence that indicates that Epps is a federal agent or that he was working with the government. He's a 60-year-old ex-Marine Trump supporter. He loves Trump. He loves being a good old patriot. And he was very, he's very passionate about his cause. Ted Cruz is pushing this baseless claim, this conspiracy theory that only nutjobs that live in their basement think is true. Because they don't think that their side could actually be like bad, you know? It's like, no, no, dude, you did this. You guys did this. You wanted to you wanted to do stuff to Mike Pence. You wanted to break into the Capitol. Ray Epps, he he runs a what? Like a, a wedding thing in Arizona? A wedding and event menu. Venue, sorry, venue. The naughty barn. That doesn't sound like a federal agent to me. That does not sound like a federal agent to me. And then on top of that, he's the president of the Arizona chapter of the Oath Keepers. How is that a federal agent? How is that a federal agent? That's literally, those are the dudes that showed up to the Capitol Capitol riots. The Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, they organized that shit. So are you going to say that the Oath Keepers... Are all federal agents? Because I don't think they are. I think it's like it says here. They were formed after the election of President Obama. Again, I wonder why. A white supremacist group was was formed right after a black president was elected. I wonder why. I wonder why. But um, yeah, Ted Cruz is giving out fake information. Fake fucking information. What a fool. I just, you know, I found this on one of those those message boards. Have you ever been on 4chan? It's, a, it's an interesting place. I was on there looking for a, a testicle donation. I just need, like, one. I just need one. I stopped looking for two. I just want one. And I was asking around, and I found this information on January 6th. And, you know, I, this guy was like, we didn't do it. We definitely didn't do it. It was, it was the government. The government wanted us to do it. And I took that, I took that 4chan post and I brought it all the way to my constituents. And they were like, good job, Teddy. And they patted me on the head. And I went, woof, woof, because I'm a little bitch boy. Mount on the list of people they wanted information about and then magically he disappeared. There needs to be trans... He didn't disappear. They concluded that he was not a federal agent. They concluded that he was, he is an oath keeper. That he is a Trump supporter. He's not a federal agent. And if he was, then he would be a federal agent 
working for the people that want Trump to stay in power. <laughs> but Ted's like, no, we couldn't have done this. We, my people, my Republicans wouldn't have done something so horrible like to over, try to overthrow the democratic system. I don't know what you're talking about. My Republicans, they, they might hate people who are different, but they would not try to, try to overthrow the, the Constitution even though they don't know the first thing about the Constitution. Transparency and the Biden administration needs to fess up. Is this a politicized law enforcement operation that is targeting the enemies of the president? And did they actively encourage and solicit illegal conduct? Senator, that would be an easy question to answer. That doesn't reveal sources and methods. Yep. Um, yep. And with all that videotape evidence that you mentioned there, that would be somebody that would be a leader, an agitator um, in something that can never happen again. Uh, just like the riots in the summer of 2020 can never happen again. I'd like to see that committee formed. So my question absolutely. is, why can't they just definitively say absolutely not? And that would be a person of interest that 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 they, they originally did say that. Why did they back off that? Well, they look, they should they didn't be back off. They concluded that there was no information to tie him to the government. Oh, my God. Who is vacuuming right now? What the fuck? Dude, I don't every fucking like. Why, how do you why are you vacuuming right now? I'm podcasting. Sorry. OK, I just I had to put my cat in her carrier. She's going to the vet right now. Um, but hey, I'm here. I'm here. So let's roast Ted for the remainder of whatever he's saying. Able to say that. And listen, law enforcement all the time has undercover officers. That's not unusual. What is unusual, what is illegal, is for those undercover officers to actively incite illegal conduct, you know? Yeah, but like, there would actually be records of them being officers when the time would come to like, look them up and everything they would be you could identify them as officers based off records identification those types of things that shit's you know in a database um this guy ebbs or whatever his name is um he he's literally he just owns a venue a wedding venue <laughs> he's 60 he's just passionate about his country if you and I go out to dinner and I'm undercover against you, that's fine. But I can't say, hey, Sean, let's go knock off the bank. I got a great idea. Come on, Sean, man up and let's go rob the bank. That's crossing the line. That is illegal. Well, that would be how much depend on how much we both drank before they were giving an answer. But I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it. Oh, but God. I want to think drunk Ted Cruz is like. Like. I know, Sean, I I really. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if we can make it back to, to my, I, <laughs> he just pukes on Sean Hannity's shoes, like, oh, Sean, I'm, Sean, I will get, I will get you new shoes, Sean, I'll do it, <laughs> sorry, that's probably such a gross sound, him puking all over Sean Hannity's shoes, ask you another question because this attorney general I, i'm i now feel especially after the trump russia hoax that went on for three and a half nearly four years and dragged this country through hell all based on a, a dirty russian disinformation dossier paid for by hillary and fisa warrants these where, all sound fact, like they, such conspiracies conspiracy theories that he's like all of this that he's saying <sighs> The Russia thing wasn't a hoax, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, listen, I don't... I didn't really like that the Democrats were saying that the election... The election was stolen when Hillary lost. Because... That's... Again, that's just doing what the Republicans are doing now. We just... Our guys just didn't didn't storm the Capitol. Because our dudes are a bunch of like, 
short, pink-haired college students who have megaphones, and that's like the most that they'll they'll like stand on top of like a bench and yell and complain. That's our people. Your people are the ones that storm the Capitol. Don't try to bring this on us. That that Roy Ebbs dude, he that's that's your people, dude. Don't don't try to excommunicate him now because he he took the cause way too far. They they knew at certain times that the information contained in there was false, and it became the basis of the FISA applications. So. I want to know why the Attorney General of the United States is looking at Texas's voting law, which is yep. far more accessible, as is Georgia's law, far more accessible than the very restrictive laws in the state of Delaware, where Joe has served, I believe now, a whopping 577,000 years, um, and he never lived. Ha ha. Ha ha. Joe's, Joe's a whopping 577,000 years. Thanks, dude. You stole my fucking joke, Sean. That is my joke. And I actually said he's a thousand years old. So five hundred fifty or five hundred seventy thousand. That's that's like now you just sound like like a kid going like he's like a million years old. He's like a billion years old. You know, he's like a thousand. He's like a thousand. Come on, man. Let's be realistic here. Maybe, maybe 10,000. I'll give you 10,000, Sean. To the finger to change the voting laws. Why is he attacking Georgia and Texas when his state is far more restrictive? Because Joe Biden, like most politicians, is a hypocrite who only makes changes and does things when it's what makes them, what makes him look good uh, to get reelected, to get high approval ratings to have a good reputation that's all it's about it's not about helping the american people he doesn't really care about changing the voting laws he he doesn't even know what's going on um so that's why before ted says some weird weird fucking thing that's probably going to be like a conspiracy it's like no joe biden is a is a dumb politician like 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 ted is and it, it is absolutely hypocritical, and and the unfortunate absolutely answer hypocritical. Is this General, Sean, it's is not a- it's hypocritical because one day I told Joe Biden, "Are you going to give me my balls back?" Because Trump took them away, and then I I need those back. And Joe, he was like, "Yes, I will do that for you, Ted." And then he didn't. And now I'm sitting here on your show, Sean, with no testicles between my legs, just nothing. I'm just sitting in this chair. I don't need to man spread. I wish I could. I don't need to. What, what was I saying? What was I saying? Like Joe Biden is a hypocrite? Yeah. To the job. The job of attorney general but is he to... Is. Be- he is a hypocrite. Joe Biden is a total hypocrite. I, but like I said, every politician is a hypocrite. Ted Cruz is a hypocrite. Well, he went off to Cancun when Texas was going through a major crisis. Ted Cruz is, yeah, um, AOC is a hypocrite for shitting on Florida all these couple of years for their shitty COVID policies, um, which aren't enough COVID policies, in my opinion, and then goes off to Florida to, to go hug maskless people and then gets COVID. Joe Biden has done many hypocritical things. Joe Biden has supported really fucked up shit in the past. So, it's just not, like, this isn't a surprise to anybody. And Ted is, like, not profound. Every politician is a hypocrite. Trump was. Big for him. He was a federal judge for 24 years. And, and when he came in, he had a reputation for not being overly political, for being a man of integrity. And in less than a year, he has lit that reputation on fire because what's happened is Merrick Garland has just given in to the political partisans. He hasn't had the strength of courage to tell his own party no. And, you know, you, you, you reported on a story that Fox broke earlier today that is a great example of that, which is the shameful instance where the attorney general directed the FBI to target and to prosecute parents, to prosecute moms and dads as terrorists 
for going to school boards and expressing their displeasure at critical race theory at 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 sorry um boys and girls restrooms at sexual assaults okay wait who said wait biden education secretary solicited an sba letter comparing parents to domestic terrorists email shows i wouldn't i wouldn't say domestic terrorists that but they're not like those are not good people those are racist homophobic transphobic just lgbtq phobic fucking people who are who are okay they're not domestic terrorists but in doing these things they are terrorizing people who who they don't like because of like their gender identity or because of um what else what else uh because of their race right because they they why i don't why would you just be so against critical race theory? I don't, other than if you're racist and you don't want your kids to know that you're racist and that your country was built on racist things. And, and what, what Fox broke today is that that originated, we know it came from a letter from the National Association of School Boards, but we now know the idea for the letter came from the Biden administration, Biden's secretary of education. So you literally have a Biden cabinet member telling a left wing group, hey, lobby the Biden administration so that we can investigate mom and dad as terrorists. It's an absolute it's a, political abuse of power. And, and, and the attorney. I think that's an exaggeration. I, I would have to see the email, but Ted likes to exaggerate things. Let me see. Um. Education secretary, domestic terrorists. Um, <clears throat> Boozman and Cotton demand answers from education secretary. Oh, wait, no, that's Boozman's site. Email suggests education secretary Miguel Cardona. Wait, what is okay, these are all like the new the New York Post, but am I gonna have to use the New York Post? Fine. Fine, we'll look at them. We'll see what, what the fuck that they uh what they say about this. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Here's what Ted didn't say. They he wrote this. He called them domestic terrorists because he they were threatening the school board members with violence. That, that's domestic terror, okay? Like, that. that is, if you're threatening the lives of political officials or school board officials, that is domestic terrorist. You are a domestic terrorist. You are fucking shit up. Good job. Congratulations. They're not talking about people who disagree with the school board's decisions. They're talking about, they're talking about people who threaten the school board. Death threats. That type of shit. That's so dumb. I can't believe he said that and then twisted all of this shit. And the New York Post like puts it up like, see, see, look at they think that they think that it's like, no, dude. Anybody with decent reading comprehension can and with like reading glasses can can read that fucking email and see that in the statement he refers to them as domestic terrorists when he's talking about the people who are threatening the school board members that's what he means of course the fucking conservatives have to be like they're exaggerating you call them domestic terrorists they just disagree with them and they're domestic terrorists freedom of speech and why do i sound like adam sandler that's my adam sandler um all right so Ted Cruz, here's what I have to say. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Yeah. We're going with that. That's crazy that people can just say shit like that. But alright. Um, it's time, speaking of people saying shit that they shouldn't, it's time to go into keeping up with the Karens, see what they're up to. Because we gotta keep up, you know? Uh, so, let's do it. Let me pull this up. 
Jamie, could you pull up the video of the, of the Karens? Is that pleasant? Why people hate their jobs and are resigning in mass? <laughs> oh. Damn. I want the manager. Uh oh, he wants the manager. What is he gonna sue them for? You cannot tell me that shut up, okay? She's talking about my country, okay? Tell her to shut up, okay? You shut up. You shut up. Oh my god. This is stressful. I think she called them the N-word. Holy shit, she's throwing shit. Holy shit, what a psycho. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. All they do is want to kill people. What? What about what? Africa. Africans kill them! Oh my god. What is wrong with this person? It's psychotic. Honestly, Hitler was a pretty quality man, and he went out the right way by killing himself. What? I feel like I'd rather kill myself than be killed by a fireman squad. <laughs> what is wrong with her? What? Oh my god. Is she on drugs? all of you this is a this is the average joe rogan listener this guy the juicer t threatening a bunch of women i'll fucking crush all of you i listen to joe rogan 20 times a day what are you gonna do there there's 24 hours in a day i'm listening to joe rogan for 25 huh what are you doing Huh? Look at me in my minivan. Yeah, I got kids. Yeah, they're abused. Yeah, they're traumatized. What are you gonna do about it? I will crush you. Oh, he's an officer in the army and was blocking people from backing out. Oh, God, what the hell? Oh, crush you. Yeah, you're roid raging. He's trying to pick a fight with an elderly man. Call the police, please. What a psycho. Call the police. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! He just punched oh the dude. Oh my god! 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 Oh my
okay? Holy shit, he dropped him. Yeah, America. Or U.S. government. This is what you're, uh, this is who you're giving the license to kill? Fuckheads like that? Yo, that's so fucked. I hate that. Officer in the army? Not anymore, dude. Not anymore, dipshit. You just beat up an old man? Yeah, fuck you. I ain't gotta make you. Hey, I don't work. I don't work for his company. Bro. I can't make you. I can grab you, know you by exactly the neck. What you doing? What you doing? Ah! What's what you doing? Ah! What's up? Ah! Security guard. Get your ass yeah, out of here. No security guard. Yeah, you ass. Yeah, that's why your ankle hurt too, don't it? Stupid. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm going to kick you Wing sap. Yeah. Wing sap. Oh, two, two uh, handicap. Yeah, they're... They're, they're, they're what? They're Say your mouth again. Ah! Say it again. Say it again. She oh, called them the N-word. On the... On 911. Knock me out. You're a bastard. Tell him you get in my face with that N-bomb. I'm going to knock you out. And I'm going to tell him... Oh my god. A lot of N-words in this one. This guy straight up used the N-word at a cafe in Vancouver after he failed to show his Vax pass. You know how, like, there's that, that voiceover? This guy straight up used the N-word at a cafe in Vancouver after he failed to show his Vax pass. That would be so funny if they had that for this one. Text to speech. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, that's tough then. Give me my money back. What? What the hell? Well, dude, you, you all you have to do is show your vaccine passport, which yeah, you get by getting a vaccine, but you are probably afraid of needles. And wow, fuck you, dude. This is the type of shit that service or service employees have to put up with on a daily basis. And it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. Like when when people refuse to follow the mandates, they're just causing distress to other people. Like you're ruining somebody's day at their job. It's insane. No, as soon as he said that, I was like, I, I was like, that is just, I can't. The best part, Karen of the week. Today we're going to clean up the infection. We're going to tell the truth. Mr. Monzel. Monzel believes Yvonne brainwashed their daughters. Like literally? Like literally though? 
in your lie detector test, you were asked, did you have any sexual contact with any of your three daughters? You said no. And the lie detector said there was no deception. Yes, thank God. How does that feel for you? And that's your daughter's. Is this a show? Well, I felt they always did know it. You felt they always did know it? Mm -hmm. And didn't speak it because? They didn't know no better. They wasn't told no different. Yvonne, 53, told her daughters that their father sexually assaulted them. She's just sitting there, just like, with this face on. That's just, why would you do... That's so crazy. That's so crazy. You're psychotic, Yvonne. Miss Yvonne took a lie detector test and said, did you make up or exaggerate any stories with the intention to harm Monzel? She responded, no. And the answer was deceptive. Oh! Oh, then. Oh, oh, got him. This dude's like, yeah, I fucking know. I fucking know, dude. This lady ruined my life and my relationship with my daughters by telling them some bullshit. And he asked you, did you say something to the effect of, I'm going to make sure you're never happy again? She responded, no. And the answer was deceptive. Oh, oh, oh. So Miss Yvonne has acknowledged that her story about you touching your children in a sexual way was not true. So, Miss Yvonne, is there anything that you wanted to say to Mr. Montel? I don't know, but she should go to jail for that. That's crazy. Why didn't you fight for him harder if you knew you Excuse didn't me. do it? And what is it that he could have said hmm. that would have made you not believe the lie you were telling? Miss Yvonne, you told the lie. What does that mean? Like It was a lie. Did, yeah, why did she, why did she make that up? It's just mental illness. Hi, and you told it, and you gotta own it. I'm sorry. I need you to say that you did not rape your girls. I need to hear it come out your mouth the way I've always heard it, Ma. I apologize for accusing you of raping them. Please forgive me. You don't have to forgive her. You don't have to. What the fuck? I cannot accept your apology. Oh, got him. Because it's not sincere. Deep down, I know that you know that you didn't believe that. You knew I had no sexual desires for my children. For 25 years, this thing has broken me. Jesus, 25 years of just being miserable because of this lady. I don't know. It has affected my life in ways I can't even count. Damn, I'm sorry, man. The things that you did. This is not no game. Yeah, she literally ruined his relationship with his daughters. That's time that he's not going to get back. He's this 53. Is, That's so fucked up. These children's lives. And it's just a demon in you that you need to deal with. Yeah, it is. she's a demon. She is a demon. That's some fucked up shit, dude. But now we're going to go into some other people's relationships where fucked up shit is happening and try to give them some advice. This is the final segment of the show, of the episode, Relationship Advice, where we go on Reddit and try to help somebody with their relationship problem. Let me find a good one here. One sec. Two hours later. Alright, this, um... 
My 34 male wife, 32 female, doesn't respect my free time and is driving me nuts. That's practical. That's a practical one. Um, okay. So today we have had the same argument for the 3,737th time, and I'm really struggling to get my point across. My wife mentioned that she was going to take a day off in a few weeks to go to the dentist. I said I would take the day off too so that we could spend the morning together having a mini date, and then I would play golf in the afternoon when she was busy. She casually mentions that she is going to see her aunt after the dentist. I said, great, have a good time. Then she comes in with a guilt trip. It would be nice if you came too. She really enjoys your company, etc. I reminded her that I had said I was busy in the afternoon and we saw her in December, so it's not like I haven't seen her recently. It would be, I would be happy to see her on the weekend, but I don't want to take a day off for that. She got annoyed and started trying to push me into going. I felt like I had set a fair boundary regarding my, fam- my fairly limited free time. Eventually I gave in because I was trying to work from home while she stood in the doorway explaining the 10,000 ways which I am an asshole. Jesus. What the fuck? If this was a one-off, I'd put it down as a bad experience and move on, but it's not. It seems like whenever I set aside an afternoon exclusively for me, she takes that as a green light to throw chores in there that didn't previously exist. Whether it's painting the house, having a big declutter, going to see her family, or even just going for a hike, All things I would happily do if asked, but not after I have explicitly said I am tired slash setting aside some time for myself. In other circumstances, uh, is usually her saying that is fine, then proceeding to intentionally taking on a task she cannot do alone, and that I have to help and end up feeling guilty, so continue to complete with her. It's really starting to get to me. She knows I need time to myself to recharge. She knows I gladly do 99% of the things she asked me to do outside of the time I have set for myself. For a bit of context, we don't have children. I set aside time for myself like this maybe once every six weeks. Our day-to-day domestic duties are fairly evenly split. and We both hold up our own end and we regularly see her family with whom I have a good relationship. How do I effectively communicate this to her? I literally just want some time to myself without being a green light to guilt me into doing previously unmentioned chores too long didn't read wife takes me setting free time for myself as a green light to guilt me into doing chores that didn't previously exist it's starting to make me feel worn down well i think she needs therapy (laughs) if i'm being i think both of you would really benefit from some couples counseling i am that's probably that's financially like stressful i'm sure like that's not like a that's not an easy thing to just like do um but that that is something that you two would benefit from a lot because there could be a mediator there that would allow you to express that you just need like one day every 6 weeks to yourself just that is it like you just need some free time everybody needs free time you and you, that way, like, you can talk about boundaries, how to set them, how not to take setting boundaries personally, because um, I think that's part of it. Um, it it's, that's, that's annoying. Um, geez, I thought, like, when Ashley starts cleaning when I'm in the middle of doing homework, I thought that was annoying. But, geez, dude, you can't even have one day every six weeks of free time. That's horrible. That's horrible. Um, but, I mean, if you think you can communicate that without a mediator, then then you just have to say, everybody needs time to themselves. I only ask for that once every six weeks. Can, can you please respect that without making me feel bad that I need free time? It's exhausting, and it's causing me a lot of stress. I need to decompress sometimes, and I really need you to be respectful of that once every six weeks. Please. I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's very fair. And like a normal person, or like most people would would hear that and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's understandable. Human beings need that. Um, And if she flips out, then that's when 
you start thinking about couples therapy. Are you married? Let me see. Wife, yeah. You're married. Okay, well. Yeah, you gotta find a way to get that across. Alright, well, anyways. I hope that goes well. Um, I am going to stop this show, master the audio, put it up, uh, and then get ready for Twitch streaming for the day. Uh, so, so thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to this show. This has been the Short News Podcast. I will be back on Thursday. I will do my best to be back on Thursday. Um, so thank you for sticking with me. I'll see you then. Uh, have a great couple of, next couple of days. I love each and every one of you. Peace. And like a lot of us are really smart. I'm really smart. And we say bye bye. Uh. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl On Location. That's right. Search Super Bowl On Location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.